0: Welcome to episode 21 of ATL and 29, the podcast that looks at the NBA from the starting point of Atlanta. My name is Kevin Chenard. On today's episode, we talk to Pascal Gibernet, who covers the NBA for various French media outlets, and he's situated in New York where he has a particularly good look at the Brooklyn Nets. So we're gonna talk all things Nets, including some of the tie-ins to the Hawks, including former assistant coach, Kenny Atkinson, and his pupil when he was here, Dennis Schroeder. Today's episode is brought to you by Poli Mortgage Group Poli Mortgages, Rates, Integrity, Service. We are here with Pascal Gibernet. He does some TV work for Canal Plus, he's a former writer for Basket Le Mag. Uh, so he's, he's doing a lot of French media, and he's covering the NBA from New York City, uh, a lot of work at uh, Nets games and Knicks games, and be careful at the Knicks games. Welcome, Pascal.
1: Um, hello. Hello, Kevin. How are you? Thanks for having <laughs> me here. It's very nice of you.
0: Thank you. Uh, I wanted to start you off with our three quick questions. And so the first one I would ask you is if you could trade shoes Literally shoes with any NBA player. whose whose footwear would you be after?
1: Uh, it would definitely be the, the Iverson one. The quest, question, the question low. Okay. Which color would I pick? The white and uh, navy blue. Very nice. Uh, I don't know. I love this one. Uh, I'm not. I mean, I like shoes. Um, I'm not I'm not crazy about I'm not crazy about shoes, but those one I really liked, and they are very comfortable to play with. And I don't know, uh, and it goes to the, the time where I used to almost go every week to Philadelphia to watch Iverson play. I was I was amazed. I mean, uh, you have some amazing seats in Philadelphia when you are a sports writer. Okay. So you are able to watch Iverson from up close, which is now very rare. You, you know, I mean, the franchise are starting to think a little bit more, and they put us way up there, which is logical when you right. think about it. <laughs> and uh, so I was able to watch Iverson that year when they went to the NBA final uh, against the Lakers, and and uh, I don't know, it was something about it. Uh, it was a fascination that uh, I don't, that sadly I don't have anymore with players, but. Uh, uh, I don't know that that old period where he was wearing the shoes where there was something special about it.
0: Absolutely. Excellent. Okay, for uh for a second question I would ask you what were you thinking when you tweeted? And I'm translating a bit here because you tweeted in French originally. Yeah. But you said something to the effect of I was sure they were going to pick Gobert over Hayward.
1: And uh yeah, I wrote this because I mean I, I don't know for me um and, and I got into a, not, not, not a real beef, but kind of a, a discussion with Evan Fournier, who was like, oh, I cannot believe you wrote this. And I'm like, uh, he's like, A-Ward is like is doing work. I'm like, yeah, of, of course. But on, on the other part of the court, uh, Gobert is as important as Edward, And I have a feeling that people don't notice that. And, uh, and for me, I mean, I don't know if Utah is as good as they are right now. It's really thanks to because we know, you know what Gordon is capable of doing, but sure. Gobert are really stepped up this year, and if if they are as good as they are, is is mainly because on on, on defen- defensive end, Rudy is dominating, and and on offense he's not ridiculous. Uh, I mean, he's putting pretty good numbers. So I yeah. was like, I think he was deserving of that. Uh, All-Star sport and and, and apparently Dennis lindsay Lins- thought the same thing because he went pretty ballistic on radio, defending his player, not be sure. spinked. So I don't know. I don't. I think that I would have picked Rudy before the uh, Andre Jordan. But for me, if there was one jazz player who deserved to be there, I mean, mainly it was Gobert.
0: I, I agree. I did a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago where. You know, we picked players, and when I made my picks, Gobert was in the list. <laughs>
1: yeah, I heard I, I heard this one, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cart with Carla, she was terrific. Yeah, but I she have was very s- good. I have to say, though, um, you know, when when Hayward was here this week, my goodness, he was... <laughs> at least for that one game, he caught the eye. He was terrific against the Oh, he's,
1: he's clutch. He's clutch. I mean, he's... Uh, that's my point. I mean, it, it might be a controversial subject, but You uh, don't have that many white players like him and I, I'm wondering what's going on in the league right now because uh, How come Award is like it's? Uh, almost like a lost species. I mean what, what's going on with the white players in the league? I, I'm wondering where are they? What's going on? What can we have like four or five Award? world? It's, sure. it's worrisome. It doesn't seem to be it's a, it's a controversial subject Right. When I talk about it with some people, they're like, "Oh, I don't know about this. Why do you think about?" It? I don't know. It's a, it's there was something going on with the way basketball is taught. I don't know. Something is missing right now. I don't. I don't understand why we don't have more white dominant players in the league. Sure.
0: Okay. And for our third quick question, um, I would ask you you uh, for a player math. So if you if you could describe one current player as a combination of You know, two current or former players. How would you describe one player in terms of two others?
1: Jabari. Jabari Parker, who just got injured. Sure. Uh, For me, the combination is a mix uh, between uh, um, Carmelo Anthony. Okay. And uh, and Paul Pierce.
0: Ooh, I like that. That's an interesting way to describe his game.
1: Yeah. And uh, I think that kid is very talented. Uh, yes. It, it's unfortunate what happened to him.
0: Uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. People,
1: people talk a lot about Janice, but Jabari is right there. Sure. He's right there, but Janice is of course a special talent. But Jabari is, is 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 I mean, they had I mean, I hope he get back and and, and go back to being his former self, but uh, they have some very promising prayer with those two those two the two, those two young guys.
0: Absolutely. I I you know, I was following him very carefully when he came back from his first ACL surgery and I, it honestly surprised me how good he looked right when he came back like yeah. he looked stronger and more athletic after he came back from surgery than he did before it and I'm yeah, I'm hopeful true. that he's still young enough that that he can he can make this transition somebody was saying that there was a player a young player who had had two ACL surgeries at a young age oh who was it it was um who was it oh who was it so oh uh I'm gonna mess up his name now uh David David Bertans
1: oh yes exactly yeah it's a good it's a good uh, it's a good pick yeah he's playing good right now and he's jumping like hell yeah yeah
0: Yeah. and I think he's
1: pretty good yeah he's
0: had two ACL surgeries so I was like oh well that's that's a good sign that that maybe he can do this again and he'll be okay
1: that's true, that's true. Oh, yeah, it's a good question to ask Bertrands when he will be in the, in New York this Sunday. But yeah, yeah, it's a good point. I hope he takes the same uh, the same approach and he has the same luck than, than Bertrands, so yeah.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. All right, so uh, transitioning into our next segment, uh, we usually do the 100 to 200 with the idea being that I ask you for some sort of mildly or highly controversial opinion and we rated on a scale uh, based on temperature from okay. 100 degrees Fahrenheit to 200 degrees Fahrenheit. And okay. uh, so I would ask you what your opinion is and why you think that to be so.
1: I'm, I find it uh, uh, weird that uh, the recruiting process in Africa, to me, the NBA is, is, is getting better. Okay. But it's, it's not as good as it should be. I think that... Um, because it started with uh, Olajuwon and Mutombo. Okay. It started with a bang. Sure. And since, since then, it's all right. But we're still waiting to see, and of course uh, Olajuwon and Mutombo come on to life, in, in a lifetime, but I, I assume that the continent is, is so big. You have to be able to find at least, uh, I don't know, three to four star coming from Africa. And, and it hasn't been the case. And I'm wondering. I know the league is, is doing work with the basketball without border camps. They are doing camp over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gonna, they are going to open a, an academy uh, uh, with uh, Amadou Gallo Fall. Is going to open an academy in Senegal. Okay. But I'm 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 curious to to I'm curious to how um, we haven't had a dominant and also dominant African players in the league. And, and and if you think about it, like you see you see Emmanuel Mudiay sure. who played for Denver. Had his mom not decided to uh to, to come to America, we would have never discovered him. Sure. And and I'm I'm pretty sure that that, that in Congo there was there was ten Emmanuel Mudiay. I'm pretty sure about it. So there is something missing there. I mean the league is focused in Europe. Uh, And, 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 and of course it's difficult to scout in Africa. The, 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 the structure, the installation are not the same. It's a struggle, but, but I I think more could be done.
0: Okay. Yeah. So if, if if I were going to score that, I would, I would give it a low score because I don't think that's terribly controversial. I, I tend to agree with you that if you look at the globalization of the game over the last 30 years, you know, it's the number of players that have come from different continents, you know, has increased and it's increased so much more in Europe and Asia and South America than it has from Africa. And so, you know, you're right that I think there's something missing there because, you know, like you say, it started with a bang and, you know, just over the years, the depth and the level of players and the total number of players that have come to the NBA from Africa hasn't been what it should be. So I think I would probably give that like, oh I don't know, like a one ten or something.
1: Okay. Okay. Oh, when you say controversial, I thought that um, because I know that that subject is not that the league doesn't like to talk about it. That's why. Sure. I no, I agree. It I mean, was controversial. I, yeah. Yeah. The I league think doesn't you're think right. to like to talk about it, but uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: No, that's good. <laughs> I mean, you're right that it's it's something that that should be brought up more, and it's something that the the NBA probably isn't terribly happy to to hear in those terms, but. So it's controversial in that sense, but in terms of just logic and whether or not I agree with you, I think you're absolutely spot on.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How would you have scored it?
1: Uh, I think I, I misunderstood the the, the the concept at first. So uh, uh, thinking the way you are taking it, yeah, uh-huh. I would have given I would give me a, maybe a hundred. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs>
0: all right well you know i i'm sure that i have a, a number of hawks listeners and uh and you write about or you are around the nets a bunch uh tell me about kenny atkinson and and how he's doing with the nets this season
1: uh, kenny is great I man uh kenny is uh he's an amazing person he's very competitive uh it it ooze. Uh, f- from 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 him, you can you, you can say that you can you can see that he's so competitive, and uh, it's been a difficult season for him. But uh, I was talking with uh, Trajan Langdon, the assistant GM of the Nets, a couple of days ago, and, and and even though it's been difficult, they are amazed by the way the players are responding to uh, Kenny's uh, leadership. Okay. I mean, those guys are, are, are losing night after night and yet they keep fighting. They are there all the time. I mean, uh, most teams, they come, like the Pacers, they came, they were like cruising and then all of a sudden, boom, the Nets are right there. Uh, they have to put the starter back and it, it, it's become a struggle. And, and it happened very often. Uh, so I think it's... A, that says a lot about the, the, new, uh, the new leadership uh, that, that's going on right now in Brooklyn, uh, going, from, coming from, going all the way from Sean Mark to, 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 to Kenny Atkinson. Uh, even though they don't have that much talent, uh, uh, Kenny is doing an amazing job. I mean, I, 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 I assume that he must be frustrated, but he's a player coach, so he's taking good care of his player. They like him. They respond to, 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 to his coaching and, and that that shows on the floor. So
0: it's safe to say that, uh, you know, given the net situation with the level of talent that they have on their roster and the lack of draft picks that they're going to have uh, <clears throat> for the last couple of years and for a couple of years going forward, that he has a long leash That that they understand the situation that he's in?
1: Oh yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, they know. I mean, they, I mean <laughs> they, they they see they see it every night. They see the kind of I mean, Those guys. I mean, I don't think any teams would like to have maybe a maybe a Levert. Maybe a Levert who will have some traction with 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 some team. But that that team is not that talented, and yet they compete. Sure. They compete. that crazy. So I think the 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 nets. Uh, I think that Sean Marks has to be pleased by by how Kenny has been coaching that team this year. If there is one positive to take from that whole season, okay. is how well Kenny has been, how good Kenny has been that first year. Okay. It it might seem it might seem weird to say that. No, sure. But 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 I'm I'm really, I'm really impressed.
0: Oh, I agree. Is he still? Uh, does he still jump on the floor with the players like he's a player himself still?
1: Uh, he's more, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's more contained. I'm sure he would love to, because uh, he ball, he with passion. That guy is like is something else. It's funny because I think it was like five years ago. I mean, the Nets had a, a draft uh, workout with a uh, like a second round type of type of uh, NBA hopeful. Okay. And he was there conducting the workout. Uh, even though he was not a part of the Nets, but they, they they picked him to conduct one of the workouts. So sure. And then to see him now on the sideline, it's it's uh, it's quite interesting. Interesting. It, it's it's those beautiful stories that you have in the NBA where really anything can happen. Okay. If you put if you put the work. And sure. and, and, and Kenny is a, is a workaholic.
0: So tell us about Levert. I have so many questions about him. How? How did they end up with Levert, Given, you know, the relative strength of this draft, and you know their lack of draft picks, it doesn't seem like a player of his caliber should have been available. How did how did this work out, and, and what kind of player does he strike you as?
1: I think it's one of the one of the one of the really early good move that Sean Mark did, like trading uh, Tedious Young. Uh, to indiana uh, for a draft pick and and i, I assume that they, they worked it out with with the presser for them to pick uh, uh levert and it was a very good very good pick and the the, the thing is like uh, he's an old rookie he's 22 years old okay it, it's it's quite old nowadays in the nba sure. to be a rookie but i mean he's been injured the past two years he had like uh, as you know three surgery on his left foot sure and I think it's one of the reasons why he was... Uh, I think he, he wanted to apply in 2015. Okay. And, 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 and NBA people told him, you know what, you, you better wait. Uh, there, was no, there was no point for you being taken in the second round where you have a first-round first pick. So he waited, and unfortunately, he got injured again. Uh, but I think that's the only reason. I mean, uh, I, I think other team was, were afraid. Because, okay. when, when the, I mean, with foot injury in, in the NBA, it's always a concern, source of concern. The thing is, like, the doctor uh, who, who who did the surgery was a member of the NET staff. Okay. At that time, they drafted him. So I think they had the, all, they had the whole picture concerning his injury, and they knew that he would be able to, to come back. And, uh, and since... Uh, and since then, I mean, I think it's a very good pick for them. I mean, uh, he went back. He went back on the def- December seven, if I'm correct. Okay. And uh, since then, he's showed some good stuff. I mean, he's uh, an intriguing player. Uh, he has an all-around game. He can defend uh, one, two, three position. Okay. He's pretty. He's pretty savvy. He's uh, fundamentally sound. People talk about him as a defensive player. He's, good on, he's very good on defense, but his offense is quite, uh, he's quite good as well. And uh, he's still a rookie, so that, that, that shows sometimes. It's like uh, trying the flashy stuff. He, okay. put an, he put up an amazing move on, 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 on Paul George uh, last week. It was uh, quite impressive. He didn't score after that, but it was a
0: good move. <laughs> the Nets have another young defender in Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Yeah. But with Hollis Jefferson, he seems a little bit limited offensively. What do you I mean? I've seen glimpses of Laverde on offense. What what kind of role does he have on
1: offense? I mean, honestly, they, they let him create because okay. he like to because he can play the one, two, or three, and uh, he likes to have the ball to dish. Only Jefferson, when you, when you watch him play, I mean, it's a he's a great athlete, but you you don't project. Uh, you don't have any projection. You don't see him being that great for the Nets while, while Levert is like as uh, well really as something special and uh, Every time I had the opportunity to play he had delivered I, I, I cannot quite figure out how they're going to use how they're going to use him in the future It's not going to be easy to because he is not a star per se Okay, but he's the kind of player that every team wants to have Really? He's not afraid. He's not afraid. He's very confident in himself.
0: If we were to look at this team in two years or three years and it makes the playoffs, I don't know if, you know, they barely make it or if they're a four seed or, you know, somehow or other they get into the playoffs for the first time in a while. Which players that are on the roster now do you think will still be here? And what kind of role would they have with with a team like that?
1: That's a good question. Um, I see LeVert. Okay. If Brook was younger, I will see Brook Lopez as well. But sure. I, I think in two years, that team is going to be completely different.
0: Okay.
1: I don't see a lot of those players still being there. Maybe a Jeremy Lean. Okay. And, 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 and even, I, I don't know, because uh, if they are able to get some draft pick in, in the next two years, even though Jeremy is, is Kelly's guy, but uh, if they're able to get a good pick and and, and, and choose a good uh, college player, it could change the whole thing, but I don't see that many players still being there. In, uh, sure. I don't know. I, I, To be honest, I don't see that many players still being there. I mean, I think they're they going to uh, to shape the whole thing. Sure.
0: I mean, that's how it works, right? When you have a team that that's going to win, you know, 18, 20, 25 games when. When they make the playoffs uh, a few years later, the, you know, it's often a complete makeover. But that's yeah, interesting. It, you think Lever Le is definitely the one guy who would...
1: I mean, honestly, every time an opposing coach is there, Cassie was there a few few days ago, the, the coach from Toronto, and the first name that came out was LeVert. Sure. You know, uh, every time the beat writer from the Nets, they ask the opposing coach uh, to talk about the, the local team. And the, and, uh, the first name that, that comes out all the time is LeVert. So I see him still being there in two years. I would be surprised if he's not there.
0: Okay. So what do you think of, of the job that Sean Marks has done so far?
1: Picking Kenny was already like an amazing you know, okay. amazing pick for, for him. I think it, it, it's a perfect coach for that team. Uh, and then Levert. And then the culture is different. Uh, before really... Uh, I don't know. You, 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 you used to watch them and it was depressing. Okay. Uh, uh, because it's difficult to play in Brooklyn, you know. Um, the, the fan. I mean, if, if we can call them that, the fan. they come here and, and, and this most of, more often than not, they root for the opposing team. Okay. Uh, there was no sense of history yet. I mean, the history was there when they were playing in New Jersey. Right. Even though there were only like, I don't know, 10,000 people showing up. Okay. But those people were real fans. I wouldn't call people in Brooklyn real a fan, Will Nets fan, yet. It's difficult in New York, you know. I mean, the Knicks are, are there and they are all over the place. So considering this, now when you go to a Nets game, it's enjoyable. Uh, even though they are losing, everybody is raving about the job that KD is doing. So I would say that Schoen uh, really did a good job picking him. And then the culture is changing uh, Trajan Langdon was uh, what an amazing career in Europe and with a former Dukie, as you know. Sure, is there with him. So the culture is being built. I mean, I think uh, uh, both of them coming from the, the, the Spurs factory are trying to emulate <laughs> that. But uh, the Spurs were built in like uh, not centuries, but like it took twenty-five years sure. to, to build that franchise. So. They are taking a slow approach, but they know which direction they are going. Uh, I'm, I'm pleased with what, what, what I'm seeing, even though it doesn't show understanding, but I think they are going in the right direction.
0: I want to take a minute to talk about today's sponsor, Poli Mortgage Group. Poli Mortgage Group encourages people to shop rates when they're looking to refinance or buy a new home. They have some of the lowest rates in the country and some of the lowest closing costs, too. They'll even give you a quote where they'll credit you money towards the closing costs or cover all of them. Check them out at www.polimortgage.com, that's www.polimortgage.com, or call 781-232-8000. Make sure to tell them that ATL and 29 sent you to receive a credit of $50 towards your closing costs. Offers cannot be combined with other offers. Poli Mortgages. Rates. Integrity. Service. All licensing information is in the show notes. Poli is an equal housing lender. Do you think Brook Lopez will get traded this season? I think there are two weeks left until the trade deadline. Do you think that you know there is a right offer for them to be had out there?
1: I don't know the way the NBA is going right now. Uh, Everybody is shooting three pointers. Uh, the small ball is being emphasized sure. more and more. Even though this year Brook is is used differently, He's shooting three pointer is disturbing the opposite center. Don't they don't know what to do with him? <laughs> uh, it's very enjoyable to watch, but I, I don't know if a lot of team wants to Brook Lopez. That that's the the main thing. I mean, who I mean which team would, want, would like to have a Brook Lopez? Because uh, when you have that type of player, you need to feed him the ball. Sure. He's not the type of guy who can come from the bench and boom, boom, he's going to score like six, uh, eight points uh, in a row. I mean, he, he's, uh, it's a slow process for him. He needs to, you know, have a feel for the game. He needs, he needs, he needs his minutes to be able to be efficient. I don't know which team... In the NBA, would like to have Brooke Lopez, even though he's, he's a good player. But uh, I, I see him still being with the Nets after the shooting deadline, to be honest. Okay. Then and in two years? In two years, I don't know. But Sure. Yeah,
0: yeah Two weeks but, is a lot different than two years. <laughs> definitely.
1: Definitely, yes.
0: What about Yogi Ferrell? What was memorable about his stint in, in Brooklyn? And is there any remorse that... That he's not uh, there anymore. Now that he's kind of tearing it up a little bit in Dallas, uh,
1: it, look, it looks like a missed opportunity. Okay, uh, for the Nets because uh, maybe at that time they thought that Jeremy Moline would come back sooner. But uh, when you look how he has played with, with Dallas, it, it's I mean, the, it really looked like a missed opportunity. I mean, uh, and that guy loved being with, uh, with Brooklyn. He okay. loved the time over there. I mean, he was best bud with Levert. They were pretty good buddies. Uh-huh. Uh, but I don't know. And, and when he played at first, uh, he was like averaging like five point five point eight, if I'm correct. Okay. It was not being ridiculous. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe they did, maybe the fact that he's six feet. Maybe uh, they thought that he was not the proper fit for the team, but. Uh, I think it, it would have been exciting to watch him play uh, for the Nets right now instead of Dallas. So I, I don't think they have any regret because okay. they are thinking long term. Right. And I don't think that long term Yogi Ferrell is going to be, you know, uh, the next Juan Barreya. Uh-huh. But who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Again, <laughs> I'm, I, again I'm not a scout. There was, sure. there was a reason why, why those two jobs are different but uh, I I think they're comfortable in their shoes. I don't I don't think they, they have any regret not not okay. picking him. Yeah.
0: So I think there was a report this week that the Nets had uh become the fourth NBA team to sell a spot on the jersey for a logo. Yeah. And uh the logo was for a company called Infor and if for listeners who haven't seen it, uh you know, Brooklyn has a A jersey color scheme that's, you know, either black with white letters or white with black with white letters or white with black letters, and the logo was a red, bright red rectangle. What did you think the first time you saw that?
1: How how about you? How do you like it?
0: (laughs) I, I have to say that it was of the four that I've seen, you know, the four that have been leaked. It, I didn't think it was as good as the first three. The first three kind of blended in. And kind of went seamlessly with it. But the red kind of, it's, it's a little bit intrusive with the black and white color scheme, I thought.
1: Yeah, it's not a good fit. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't like this sponsor thing. I'm, I'm not a big fan of it, even okay. though I understand that team has to make, team have to make money now. Sure. I like the fact that the NBA didn't have anything on his jersey. It's, I think it's what, what, what was beautiful about that league. But that, that logo is like, no, they have to they, – they're going to find something else because they are pretty good in the design department, the Nets. Right. As they you can tell, the jerseys are pretty, are pretty fly. Everything they do, design-wise, is pretty nice. So I, I think they didn't think this through yet. I think they're going to come up with something different. It has to be because who, who will want to wear this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, to be rude, but no, I don't, I don't, I don't like it.
0: Yeah, I have to agree, like, you, if you just kind of track, you know, how many people you see with Brooklyn hats and Brooklyn shirts and Brooklyn jerseys, it's a lot compared yes. to, like, the actual quality of the on-product team over the last few years. Exactly. So, you know, they have a good brand going, and I, I that logo, boy, that just kind of <laughs> ruins it.
1: I don't know. I don't know what was the what was the rush. They could have waited and and, and worked this thing and uh maybe a little bit smaller. But yeah, uh there's yeah. still
0: time to rework it, I guess. Nothing's official, so but we'll we'll see. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I I always joke like uh I I'm being bad. Uh sometime when they do something uh kind of off, I say that they still have that new jersey them, <laughs> <camp. laughs> which is not nice, but uh I think it's a Jersey move right there. So they 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 will get they would they will get over it, hopefully.
0: <laughs> so go in the other direction. Instead of going south to New Jersey, what if we go east to Long Island? Uh, tell me a little bit about the relationship between the Nets and the D League franchise, the Long Island Nets, in their first season. Is is that good for a for a team in the net situation? Have they been using it a lot?
1: uh yeah i mean uh uh jefferson is spending a lot of time with the with the long island nets
0: okay uh
1: so that's good for him for his development it's it's a weird it's always weird because they play at the barclay center the game are at noon okay so no, nobody is there of course <laughs> it's noon
0: so if, if you show up and you want to buy a ticket, do they sell tickets or is it literally just I don't they don't so. even that's sell that, tickets? That,
1: that, that's, the, that's the thing. I don't think so because there was a feeling that there, was, there are only scouts there okay. and, and, and family members. Wow. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't say for sure that you cannot buy a ticket because that would be weird, but uh, it, it's really empty. It's really empty. And, and yeah, you, can, you see Sean Marks there all the time. Watching the players, which I which I think it's great. Uh, I've been to uh, I think I've been to three games this year. Okay. Ah, the 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 logo is nice, but the 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 level of play, as you know, is brutal. It's (laughs) it's very physical. It's like those guys they go 150 percent all the time. So there was a lack of size, but. I don't know the relationship is. Uh, they have great installation. Most of the players, even though they have uh, the salary is like uh, is really low, but they all live in the Barclays at the Barclays Center. You know they have a residential uh, apartment okay. above the Barclays Center. So oh, okay. most of them Yeah, most of them live there. So I would say it's pretty nice, <laughs> considering uh, how beautiful the the whole complex is. So they leave there. Uh, I don't know. Uh, one so, of those players. Go ahead, go ahead. So go ahead.
0: I think the idea is they're the Long Islandets and they're going to move out to Long Island once they get their arrangement for whatever their stadium is. But So right now they're playing strictly at Barclays. Do they yes. have Do they have practices together? Or let's say if, if Brooklyn wants to get one of their young players some extra work, do they send them to practice with the D-leaguers?
1: Uh, yeah, that's what happened. I mean, most of the time when you see, man, and you, you, you receive email every day. The Nets have sent that player with the Long Island Nets. The Nets, the Long Island Nets, have sent that player back to the Brooklyn Nets. Okay. So they they practice at the same practice facility. Okay. Which is, I assume, nowadays the best, the most beautiful practice facility in the NBA. It's ridiculously gorgeous.
0: Okay.
1: They practice there, uh, not at the same, not with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, but but um, the coaching staff is watching, okay. All the time when you go to games, you see Sean Marks there, Trasen Langdon there, very often. Uh, so, but the, the but um, it's always a weird concept. Uh, you, you you wonder why so many players uh, choose the NBDL, where because the the pay is very low. Sure. And not everybody can make it. Uh, instead of going to Europe, where they could make more money, but regarding the relationship between the Brooklyn Nets and the Long Island Nets, it, it's there, but it's not really there. Okay. Yeah. 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 As, as, as you saw, they had Yogi Ferrer. Yeah. And, and 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 it was a perfect situation because the rookie don't. And for me, the rookie don't count because the rookie they go there. They need they need they need playing time. So the rookie, you know, no matter what. They're going to come back and play with the Nets, but uh, you don't see that many players from from, from from the from the Long Island Nets having an opportunity and and being able to stay in the long term. Okay. Yeah, and so I know it. that
0: the Hawks have used the the Long Island Nets a bunch too. You know, I I think it's part of the relationship with with Kenny or maybe with Sean Marks that that uh, that when it's time to assign one of the Hawks to the D League using that flex assignment rule, it's it's been the Nets more than any other team.
1: Oh, yeah, the Hawks do that. And also the New Orleans uh, the New Orleans Pelicans oh, okay. did that a couple of weeks ago. They stayed in New York for like five days, which was crazy. And they assigned their rookie, Check Diallo, to play oh. with the Long Island Nets. So so it's weird. It's weird sometimes, you know, because Czech Diallo needs to play. And yet they're not going to play him that much. So... It's always a weird relationship between the uh, n b a franchise regarding the n b d l because they know that they have to play the rookie but they don't have anything to gain from this mm-hmm. so it's always a, it's always an interesting combination
0: sure exactly yeah and they just have players drop in and they don't know the the plays or the system and it's it gets a little choppy
1: yeah it's <laughs> uh, it's it's intriguing but uh, but it seems to work uh hopefully those players will get more money next year uh mm-hmm. But uh, I, I couldn't tell you that I've seen one player from the Long Island Nets who is going to end up playing for Brooklyn.
0: Sure. I asked, uh, asked Shelvin Mack once. They, they had done that. They do that player survey every year where they say, you know, that who's going to be the MVP and who's going to you know be rookie of the year. And they do the survey of all the players. And it seemed like every year they, they pick a point guard as the player who would best be a coach someday. It's always yeah. the point guards. It's always, yeah. you know, Mike Conley and Chris Paul. They say, oh, those guys will be a great coach someday. So I asked Shelvin Mack about it, and I said, you know, who's a player that's going to be a great coach someday? And he played a butler with Ronald Norad. And I was talking about NBA players, so he caught me off guard. He's like, oh, yeah, a player that will be a great coach someday is Ronald. I was like, wait, Ronald? Ronald too? And he's like, Ronald Norad, who's the now the, the coach of, of the Long Island Nets. Yes, yes. Yeah, so oh, that's he, funny. He has uh, he has Shelvin Max uh, uh, approval.
1: Oh, that's good. That's good. That's so, uh, seems to be. He's pretty young. He is. He yeah. seems to be. seems to be pretty serious. Uh, I don't know his team. is team player uh, They are focused. I mean, as focused as NBA <laughs> NBA team sure. can be. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It has to be a frustrating experience for a coach, to, I, yeah. because the game is so different. Absolutely. The game is so different. Uh,
0: so I asked you before we started recording if, if I could uh, probe you for one extra subject. And, and you said, uh, I think you agreed, And that was this. Uh, I know you keep an eye on French basketball. And for uh, uh, Hawks fans that are in the listening audience, uh, when it comes to French basketball right now, I think the player that they're most interested in is Isaiah Cordinier. Uh yeah. How has his season gone so far?
1: Uh, it's not going well, man. I'm I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint uh, most of the Hawks <laughs> fan, but uh, uh, it's not there yet. I mean, uh, it looks like a Alan Dibbe situation. I don't know if you remember Dibbe.
0: No, I don't.
1: He, he was picked in '97. Okay. Second round pick, and I would be more hopeful is Isaiah Cordignier was Alan Dibbe that he could end up in the NBA. But again, as I said earlier, I'm not a scout. Okay. So they must have seen something in him. Uh, I think his game fits more. The NBA style is very athletic. He's okay. a physical freak because he's so tiny, and yet he jumps so high. Okay. Uh, but I, I, I was surprised that he was picked in the second round. But as of now, his season is not going that well. People were expecting more. Uh, of course, when you get drafted. Well, the thing is, when you get drafted and, and you play in the French League, Okay. You know that everybody is coming at you, right? They're like, "Oh, okay, Sh- show us what you can do," and 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 as of now, he hasn't shown th- that much. So so he is
0: playing a lot of minutes, correct?
1: It's okay. Uh, he's not. He's not. Uh, he's not the main guy over there. Right. Far from it. Uh, he was injured at first, so that didn't help. Okay. And uh, he's not playing that, that, that. I mean, he's play, he's, his minutes are okay, but uh, again, he's not the best player. Sure. So, why, why the, the, when Alain Dicbeu, again, who was picked in 97, uh, was sent back to France, he was one of the best players from that French team he used to play for, was Villeurban. And, and uh, so, we will see, but um, I think he's going to need one more season in France to, before you guys see him in, in Atlanta.
0: So, how, how would you say his season has been described in the French media?
1: Uh, uh, catastrophic. Okay. People are disappointed because the people were expecting a lot and, and, and it's not there yet. But you never know, you know. Uh, I don't want to be uh, negative. Sure. It's a, it's a French thing to, to see the negative. <laughs> Instead of the positive.
0: That's okay. That, that's how I do
1: things. As the open, Americans are more, you guys are more positive than we are, which is a good thing, I think. Uh, so uh, there is something I like about him. Uh, and I know that the, a lot of people before he was drafted uh, used to talk to me about him. They were very excited. I watched him play when he was with the junior French national team. Okay. And it was pretty exciting what he was doing. And yet, uh, the potential, the potential that he has uh, hasn't materialized uh, on, on the pro level. So I, I think we have to wait and see.
0: It's safe to say he's not going to be in Eurobasket.
1: Oh no. Okay. No, no. <laughs> no, no. Just,
0: no. just making sure.
1: No, not even, not even to, to to give water bottle to the to the to the to, to the, all the player on the bench. No, 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 it's not, no, not there. Okay. It, it's not even, it's not even sure for Luau. Who play for for the sixers okay that is going to be a member of the french national team and luau has shown something with the sixers and sure. though he's not playing that much but you, you you can picture him like in two years one or two years being like you know like one of the one of the, the, the six or seven months for the sixers okay while for isaiah it's still uh, it's still blurry right now okay so so Hawks fan i mean i mean uh stay positive Maybe it's going to happen. But, but, but not be patient. Not, 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 not yeah, be patient.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that. Um, is there anything else we need to talk about? Anything you want to plug? Uh, do you have a, a, anything in the works that we should know about? Uh,
1: uh, do, do you want to talk about, about uh, French prospect? Or is, is, that a, is that a subject that would be interesting for you?
0: <laughs> uh Sure. Who, who are the top couple? I
1: mean, regarding the Nets, I mean, I know that the Nets, Trajan Langdon, uh, has been to France. He told me that he went to France a uh, couple of weeks ago. Okay. To watch some French player, young French player. So, and we have uh, Frank Nilikina, who plays for Strasbourg, is okay. a point guard, and I know I know that they are looking for point guards. So he, he couldn't give me a name, but maybe he went to see him. So, but I know that the Nets uh, to come back to to come back to to the Nets they're uh, they changing the, the, the culture in terms of scouting. They're okay. going to be more involved in Europe, I believe, uh, as the Spurs used to do. Sure. more involved in Africa also. I know that uh, Saint Mark wants to be more involved in Africa. So uh, to come back to, what, to come back to what you were saying, uh, the change of culture that Mark is bringing to the nets, uh, goes beyond, of course, uh, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, the, 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 they are looking to be more uh, uh, advanced and, and more uh, uh, to have more knowledge regarding the scouting process, which didn't used to be the case uh, before. Right. Uh, but uh, other than that, uh, now it's an uh, interesting NBA season we are we are living right now. It's uh, even though everybody is expecting the Warriors and, and and the Cavs to 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 meet again in in the finals. Uh, it's it's interesting. It's really fascinating to see the the, the the Rockets with Arden, Westbrook. It's uh, I don't know. It's 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 been a long time since since it wasn't. I mean, even though the Warriors had an amazing season last year, right? It seems like this year. Uh, you see like the spurs are right there warriors the rockets you never know and the memphis memphis grizzlies uh are right there you so you something's going to happen in the playoffs people are uh, watching the warriors and they're like oh i know that you like them they, 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 and they're amazing but but as we learned last year uh anything is possible uh-huh. so uh yeah. i would say that it's an exciting a year. If you follow the NBA, and I know the Hawks fans do, it's exciting to 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 it's exciting to to, to cover the NBA, to watch the NBA this year. And uh, and how about you? How what do you think about uh, of the way the Hawks have been playing so far?
0: Oh, I'm I'm intrigued. I, I mean, I I kind of want to fast forward to the playoffs a little bit. Yes. <laughs> other than other than like the young players, the rookies. Uh, DeAndre Bembry and and Torian Prince, you know, other than them, you know, you kind of know who the Hawks are and what they have. So I kind of just want to fast forward a little bit and see what they are in the playoffs. Cause I think they're built a little more for the playoffs than for the regular season. I think a player like Dwight, you know, Dwight, Dwight isn't a player who looks terribly glamorous in the regular season, but I think he's the kind of player who, when everybody is rested and, you know, totally competitive and locked in and the game gets very physical i think he's a player that that makes a difference more in the playoffs so i kind of want to see the playoffs and and the the regular season is wearing me out a little bit (laughs) but i think the east is interesting i think my goodness the wizards i I don't know i'm intrigued by the wizards i just
1: everybody everybody is yeah
0: they just they look like a team that can do something that game with the cavaliers the other night was was something else and i you know that kind of felt like a playoff preview, where there's a team that that maybe doesn't beat the Cavs in a playoff series, but boy, may, they might make it interesting.
1: Yeah, that, that's the thing. That they had a good game against the Cavs, and then they, they play really badly against the Nets. <laughs> so that so people were expecting a lot, and then you're like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah, that uh, but <laughs> uh, but, you, but but you're right. Everybody is. I mean, it, especially I mean the playoff last year was so good. I think the more you follow the NBA, the, the more it's difficult to watch the regular season after a while. And, and as you're saying, I'm already waiting for the playoff as well. I mean, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah.
0: The only, you know, and I'm intrigued by Boston too. The only team that I'm kind of not intrigued to see in the playoffs is Toronto.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you think, that, you think they're going to disappoint?
0: Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah 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 it's it's, it's, it's it's a good point yeah they never deliver that's true that's true i think so, they're going to be we're gonna, we're going to see we're, gonna, we're going to see a change of guard uh on the eastern conference i mean yeah. not that the Cavs are going to lose but some unexpected team uh will meet them in the, in the in 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 the conference final right and
0: even if you know even if there's not a team that beats lebron this year there might be a team that kind of puts their name out there as you know Yes, we're not going to beat LeBron, but we're the team that's here waiting for when he's not quite on his A game. You know, kind of the the team that's ready to ascend, even if they don't do it this year.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good point that you're bringing right there. Yes, exactly. So, I don't know if it's, do you think it's going to be the Oaks? No,
0: I don't think so. I mean, I think yeah. it, it could be the Wizards, uh, but we'll see. Okay. I don't okay. think we know what you know. I, like I said, I think the playoff Hawks are going to be a slightly different team in the playoffs just because. Like I think Dwight's really a, yeah, I think you kind of saw it a little bit in that that playoff run Houston made a couple of years ago that he was really a playoff player that season that that That's might true. fit better in that in that in that role than he does in the regular season. So we'll see.
1: That's true. I hope I hope they will uh, have a better feel with uh, with Dennis. Uh, I think Dennis uh, hopefully is saving his best basketball for the playoffs <laughs> as well.
0: Does uh, do you get to talk to uh, Coach Fleming at all about him? Sorry, his Dennis's coach, um, Chris Fleming, is he's the oh. the German national coach. Yeah, German assistant national coach of the Nets.
1: No, I no, didn't know if that uh,
0: ever came up.
1: No, no, no. Sadly, no. the the the, the person I talk the most about uh, Dennis is Kenny. Actually, okay, yeah, Kenny loved Dennis.
0: Yeah, and they were they were they were <laughs> always together. That you know you see you see certain pairings of assistant coaches with the Hawks players. You know, like with. With Paul Millsap and Dwight Howard, it's usually Darvin Ham, and with um, you know, with somebody like Tim Hardaway, it might be Charles Lee. But you know, when it was you know in the last few seasons, it was always Kenny and Dennis. Kenny and Dennis. You know, they were always working t- on things together. So yeah, I can see that.
1: I'm not. I'm not surprised. I mean, Kenny is really, really his main quality, his main asset is being a player coach. Right. Like he knows when to race his player went to spark it up a little little bit during practice. And Dennis is not a guy who is going to, um, how could I say that, trust you like this. They need to, I mean, he's very, uh, he's not that open. Sure. But uh, when you are right there with him, when you understand him, when he trusts you, then he gives 100%. And I think it was the case with Kenny. He could tell. could tell.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. This was very good. I appreciate you taking the time to to talk Nets and all the other different ways that the Nets cross over with the Hawks.
1: (laughs) I I appreciate you having me. It's very nice of you, even though uh, I hope that most of your listeners will be able to understand my terrible accent. Oh, your accent's fine. (laughs) Uh, You're you're being being kind, and and, uh, and best of luck in the future. It's it's a great show. I was uh, honored to be there. And 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 really, really, I'm really. uh, It's the first time I'm doing this, so I'm I'm really pleased. Thank you, thank you, Kevin. All right,
0: have a good one, man.
1: You too. Bye bye.
0: And thanks to our sponsor, Poli Mortgage Group. Poli Mortgages: Rates, Integrity, Service.